How's it going, man? We're live. What's going on, brother? Cheers for coming on today, man. Really appreciate it. Appreciate your time as always. Yeah. Obviously, I know you've slightly got your hands full. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm um, so for those of for those that are watching that might not know who you are, um, the floor is yours. Introduce yourself and what you're about. So my name is Neil. Uh, I'm an amateur strongman competitor over here stateside. Uh, I live in Florida, and uh, I'm 30. Uh, yeah, I do it. It's uh, it's just a hobby, really. I'm not a pro <laughs> yet. The way the pro pros works is uh, like the guys you see on TV, like World Strongest Man. All those guys are pros. And even most of them don't even do it for a living. Some of them have sponsorships and stuff that will help pay for them to do those contests. But it's a real niche sport, so there's really not a whole lot of money in it. Uh, not like football players or basketball players, you know, who can make a living playing this. Like, we kind of mostly just do it for fun, you know, for guts and glory, so to speak. So, yeah, man. And uh, I've been doing it for – I'm in my fourth year doing it now, and I love it. I just uh, I just uh, did, uh, I did uh, United States – Amateur Nationals back in June, and I placed second overall and qualified for my first uh, pro-level show. So uh, once the promoters give me the information on that, then I'll be going over to a pro show, and uh, hopefully I can hang with the big boys. Cool, man. So um, what got you into training in the first place? And uh, Like, was, did you always, well, you obviously didn't always know you was going to wanting to lift weights, but did you start at, like, 16 right. and then go from there? Yeah, so when I was in high school, you know, uh, the big sport over here is American football, you know, especially where I'm from. My high school had a big, uh, like, their football team was like, it was like a football school. Like, all the money in the school went towards football. So, like, we had a weight room, and I started trying to play football, and, like, I didn't really like playing football. It's hot. You got a bunch of guys hitting you, coaches yelling and cussing at you. I was, like, I, I really didn't like it, and I wanted to because I'm a big dude. Everyone's like, oh, you should play football. But I really liked being in the in the weight room and lifting weights. Like during the off season, I was like, "Yeah, let's play football because it really meant let's go lift weights." So, you know, I did that for a little bit in high school, and then um, you know, I threw shot put too. I did track and field, so I kind of you know, I was throwing something heavy, so kind of like uh, the, the humble beginnings, you know. And I was pretty good at throwing the shot put. And then I went to college, and uh, I didn't play sports in college or anything because I went to a culinary arts school. And I kind of, like, dropped off the map for a little bit, like, didn't go to the gym or whatever. And then uh, I started having some health issues. You know, my blood sugar was getting real high. I wasn't taking care of myself. I was working a lot and not eating right, not living right. So then I started going back to the gym. And I was a big dude and kind of strong. And I was in, like, a regular just a regular gym, you know, like a 24-hour fitness kind of thing. And one of the guys who was uh, one of the personal trainers there, he was an amateur strongman. And he seen me in there deadlifting one day. And he was like, hey, you're pretty strong you should give this a try. Have you ever heard of Strongman? I was like, oh, is that kind of like the dudes on TV who pull fire trucks? He's like, yeah, <laughs> come try it out, right? Everyone says the same thing. When you tell them you, you say the word Strongman, because it sounds weird, like you say Strongman, it doesn't sound like the name of a sport. It sounds like an op, like a weird way to say like you lift weights, right? It's like, that sounds real primitive, like be Strongman, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, everyone, everyone says the same thing. Strongman, what is that like? Is that like lifting rocks? I'm like, exactly. Uh, so he had me out, right? So he had me out, him and his boys, they would train out of this guy's garage, this guy named Rich, his garage, his, he had this big garage, and he had all his stuff in there, and they were all training, and it's just these big, meat-headed dudes, lifting up these giant logs and rocks and shit, and I wanted to try it, and I hated it, I was terrible at it, and it hurt, it was so painful, so they don't tell you about that in Strongman, is like, the Strongman, there's like a level of pain that you have to experience 
accept it's like the barrier of entry like every, like your forearms are gonna hurt your back's gonna hurt your knees are gonna hurt you're like oh man like this is is this getting any better and they're like no nah, you, you just get stronger <laughs> so i hated it i was like man i'm never doing that again i'm just gonna go back to the gym and then like i thought about it like it like bothered me for a couple months because like every time i would like lift heavy i was like man like I'm doing okay in the gym, but I know there's some animals in this garage that are killing the game right now. And I'm like, maybe I should, maybe I should try it again. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I ended up finding myself a coach a few months later, and he showed me the ropes, and I started competing. I did my first contest in March of 2015, and I won. I won outright. And so everyone was like, damn, like, if you won your first show, you're going to be pretty good. And so, yeah, I've been doing it ever since, you know. So who inspired you? Like who were you, who's like your idols and things like that in in the sport? Did you look up to and think, man, he's killing it? Like, uh, I wouldn't mind being like that bad yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah. So like everyone says, the mountain, you know. And like I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, so I like the mountain. He's definitely killing the game. Um, I like going back and watching some of the old school World Strongest Man guys, uh, like Magnus or Magnuson, uh, Marius Pujanowski. Is, was you know he he's got the record for five world strongest man titles, you know he was really good. Um, but yeah, man, uh, you know there's so many good guys in the sport, past, present, and future. It's kind of hard for me to nail down just like one guy. Like they're all they're all you know like uh, I like Brian Shaw. He's the American. He's won four times world strongest man, and he's won the Arnold a few times, and he's just. He's got this level of just like professionalism when it comes to the sport. Everyone always thinks that strongman, powerlifters, and all these like weightlifting sports is just a bunch of dumb meatheads who just like go out and lift rocks. Like, you know, there's a lot of strategy involved in the sport. There's a lot of like, you have to know how to train smart because you might be training for a heavy contest for anywhere between like 12 to 15, 16 weeks sometimes, and you got to learn how to like train in a way that like you're not going to get hurt in training so you can show up healthy to the contest and do well and or win you know sometimes it's not even the strongest guy who wins on the day it might just be the healthiest guy because all the strong dudes get get hurt you know yeah i mean so. um it's funny because obviously within sort of the strongman world for people that are slightly uneducated they're just thinking yeah man these guys who just take loads of steroids fucking jack themselves up and then they just right. they just go lift weights. Like, they don't even train, man. They yeah. just they just steroid it up. <laughs> it's, uh-huh. And you're just like, there's actually a little bit more to it than that, you know. Like you have right, right. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing about steroids is that, like, so for the most part, the general public doesn't understand the way steroids work because they just assume like they've watched Rocky Four or Captain America, and they're like, oh, just like put a needle in the guy's arm, and all of a sudden he's jacked and runs a you know four minute mile and can lift the truck like it doesn't work that way <laughs> like all steroids are is just it's an androgynous testosterone that helps your body recover better so really if you take a bunch of steroids you have to have a training stimulus to make you have something to recover from so really you kind of got to train harder if you take steroids otherwise you're kind of just wasting it you know so like everyone's like, oh, these big dummy heads, they just load up with steroids and they can do all this stuff. It's like, there's no steroid on earth that's going to make you pull a, a truck, a train, you know? Like there's no there's no magic pill that's going to be like, all right, now you got to get this 450 pound stone up onto that ledge over there. It's like, wait, what? The steroids ain't going to do that for me? <laughs> no. um, now, like, now like there are certain sports 
where like steroids are definitely like frowned upon, and I'm I'm a big believer in that like steroids should be allowed in some sports, but not in all sports. So like I think in strongman, powerlifting, strength sports, like that, like let them juice up to the gills because one, like you're put on a show for the people, so you want to have the biggest bag of dudes out there put on a show. Like no one wants to see a bodybuilding contest where those guys look like regular people. You know, like if people go to see bodybuilding contests, they want to see guys like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Ronnie Coleman and Phil Heath, and it's like, oh, my God, look at these freaks. Look at these guys. Like, you know, like, it's it's a show. It's a, oh, it's a spectacle, right? Like, no one wants to go and see, like, the thing they're used to seeing, right? So, but then, like, MMA and boxing, like, nah, don't let them take steroids because, like, you could end someone's life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, not, it's no longer just about the competition. Now it's about, like, oh, like, you're, you're taking someone's life in your hands. Like, American football. Like, American football, no, nah, don't take steroids. Like, you can run into somebody at 55 miles per hour, head first, and snap their neck. Like, no, nah, like, that, that, that becomes a safety issue. But yeah. then, like, baseball, like, over here in America, like, they, they had the whole steroid scandal, and the baseball players stopped taking steroids, and now, like, baseball is boring, boring as hell. Let those guys take steroids. Let them hit that ball 500 feet out of the park, you know? Like, it, it seems to me like the whole steroid witch hunt was kind of a – I don't know, like unfounded, like, mm. like, why are you guys going after baseball? Like, what's what's wrong with a bunch of big dudes with giant forms, like smashing balls out of the park? Like, they're not hurting nobody, you know. So, which is interesting too, because like, being in the sport of strongman, like strongman is what you would call like a dirty sport. Like, there's steroids in it, and there's no testing. Like across the board, there's no testing. So, like, there have been guys who have been clean. There have been guys who haven't been clean. We don't really use the word clean because it's not against the rules. So it's just kind of like, oh, you're on or you're not. And, like, me personally, like, I'm actually – I don't take steroids. Um, I just haven't gotten to that point yet where I felt like I needed to. Like, I've had a lot of progress not taking them. And I've been continuing to get stronger and get better. So, for me, on that point, it's been like, okay, well, like, steroids does mess with your health a little bit. Like, it shoots up your blood pressure. You're going to start taking care of yourself a little bit better. And being a bigger guy, like, I kind of already have issues with that. Like, I already – like, I've had high blood pressure since I was a kid. So, I'm like, man, if I start taking steroids, like, i got to be careful. And, too, like, you just cost money. Like, like I said, like, we don't really make money in the sport, especially as amateurs. Like, I got a house. I got a mortgage to pay. Like, I got a kid to feed. So, like, for me, it's, that's just up to this point in my training. It hasn't been something that I've needed. But, like, as a clean athlete, I don't have any problem with guys who do take it. Like, I've never, ever felt like, oh, man, like, the playing field's not level and it's not fair. It's just kind of like, all right, like, they do that and I don't. And that's their choice. It's my choice. And, like, at the end of the day, the strongest man will win. Like, I've beat guys that have been on steroids and I've been beat by guys that have been on steroids and never once was like, oh, that was the steroids. Like, I don't I don't subscribe to that thought process. To me, it's like, right, who worked harder? Who had the better game plan, the better strategy? Who was stronger, you know? So, yeah, that's I mean, kind of my two cents. It's uh, strange because when you really think about steroids, they're not massively bad for you. Like, obviously, there are health implications, but realistically, I think it's just that whole, everyone looks at it like, as, oh, you're a cheat. You took this. Right. That's why you won. Again. And then, and then, so, in like, in my opinion, like, every sport has rules to it. Like, above all, I consider myself a sportsman, like, an athlete. Like, I want to be able to beat you, but I want to be able to beat you fair and square. So, if the rules of your sport don't say that there's anything wrong with taking steroids, like strongman, bodybuilding, like, they don't test, then have at it. But then, like, if you're, like, if you're in the Olympics or you're in the UFC and the the rules clearly state, like, hey, there's no steroid use allowed here, then, like, and you take steroids, well, then you're a cheater. Mm. Like, 
And that just goes, to me, that goes down to ethics. It no longer becomes about did he or didn't he take something that may or may not be performance enhancing. It's like, well, you broke the rules. Like, you should, I, I personally believe, like, in sport, you should play by the rules. But then, like, I kind of get it, like, guys are trying to get a competitive edge, you know. Like, in my opinion, it's like there's so many sports out there that don't test, that don't have any rules against steroids. But it's like if you're going to go out of your way to cheat in a sport that does test, like, uh, I, hate, I, mean, I hate to say that you're a piece of shit. Like, you're a cheater. You are a cheater. Yeah. You're exactly yeah. you are. You know, so it's like play by the rules. There's a bunch of guys out there who do play by the rules and do really well. There's no reason you couldn't either. And if you feel like you need to get that competitive edge, like maybe you just need to assess yourself and be like, you know what, maybe like I'm not good enough to be at the top. Or like, what else am I doing? Like, you know, you had mentioned uh, that maybe you want to talk about nutrition or recovery or stuff. Like, you know, say I'm like, I'm a football player and these other guys are just better than me. And it's like, oh, they're all on steroids. It's like, well, maybe, maybe not. You know, you don't really know that. But also like those guys have a nutritionist and they eat really clean and they're training five days a week and they're doing their recovery work and they're getting eight to nine hours of sleep and like they're dedicated to the lifestyle like versus I'm over here like you know chowing down on a cheeseburger and milkshake and going oh why is everyone kicking my ass why am I so slow and fat and it's like well maybe you need to tighten up everything else in order to become a better athlete you know what I mean yeah yeah sometimes it's um like your motivation towards the sport as well rather than like for example like you just said that you know maybe they're looking for that easy option because they don't want to put in the hard work and i'm not saying steroids are an easy yeah. option but it's that psychological right. side of things isn't it right yeah it, exactly it's like steroids may not necessarily be the easy option but for that lazy person who's just kind of like okay i can do all this hard work over here or i can just do steroids in their mind i can just do the steroids and bypass all that hard work yeah. but then again like you know, we say it in the sport all the time, like, even if there was no steroids in Strongman, like, all the top guys would still be the top guys. Because, like, the guys who are doing all that extra work are still going to be better than the guys who aren't doing all that extra mm-hmm. work. Like, that's true, regardless of steroids are are not involved in the sport, you know? So. Yeah, so what advice would you give to someone who's, uh, like, aspiring to become, uh, like, to get into the Strongman world? What sort of advice would you give them, like, in the sense of training and First stuff like that? Yeah, so the first thing I would say is actually find the coach. Strongman is kind of a hard sport to just figure out on your own because it involves a lot more technique. And, like, that if you mess up, like, you could actually, like, result in serious injury. Like, there's a difference between, like, going into the gym and, like, running on a treadmill and then, like, you see a punching bag and maybe, like, you hit the punching bag. Like, that's, that's relatively safe, you know? But, like, you walk into like a strongman gym and you've never lifted a stone before and you try to pull that thing off the ground and don't know what you're doing, like drop that stone on your foot, like you lose a toe, you know? So uh, I, first thing I would say is definitely find a coach. That's what I did when I started. I had a coach who showed me the ropes. And then from there, you know, like I learned how to do it on my own. Like I no longer, you know, like him and I are just good friends now. He's no longer my coach. Um, and find a good group of guys to train with. Strongman is something that's really hard to do by yourself not just from a physical standpoint because it's nice to have people help you set up all the equipment and stuff, but also from just like a, like a mental social standpoint, like having a good group of guys to push you guys and girls, you know, not to be uh, gender specific or anything, uh, <laughs> guys and girls, uh, to train with that work really hard. That'll push you, that motivate you like a team. You know, uh, one thing that a lot of people don't know about strongman is that it's actually a weight class sport, just like boxing and MMA. So like you guys, always see the big boys on TV on World's Strongest Man, 
there, you know, that's super heavyweight. <clears throat> but on the amateur level, we actually have guys and girls, lightweight, middleweight, and heavyweight classes. You know, you have some athletes as light as 114 pounds. And then we also have age classes, too, on the amateur level. Uh, we've got master's athletes, which is anybody over 40. And there's a second master's class with anyone over 50. Uh, so strongman is definitely not an exclusive sport that's just reserved for the big boys. Like me, like I'm a strongman coach, and I have about eight athletes that train under me. You know, one of them is a 48-year-old man. Or I'm sorry, he's 49 now. I won't take that from him. Uh, one of them is a 140-pound girl, you know. Uh, you know, some of them are, you know, heavily tattooed, you know, diesel mechanics, and one of them is a, a physicist, you know. So, like, strongman, it, 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 as a sport on an amateur level, it, you know, there's a lot of a lot of different types of people, body types, different blocks of life, stuff like that. So, you know, if you're interested in getting into it, like, I would say don't be intimidated by what you see on TV and think, like, I can't do that. Find yourself a coach and find yourself a group of people to train with. And then from there, man, just like, have fun with it, you know. Like, I would tell people, if you're going to be strongman, sign up for a contest even if you feel like you're not ready. Yeah. Sign up for a contest that's like, you know, I would say, like, no less than eight weeks away at the, at the earliest. I, I wouldn't uh, suggest someone jumping into a contest cold with no preparation. I would say, like, at least eight weeks. You just have at least eight weeks to train for a contest. And just jump in and see how you like it and just have fun and enjoy it. And, you know, not... You know, not everybody is going to win. You know, only unfortunately there's only one winner. But, like, a lot of the times it's not even about winning. It's about your own personal goals, you know. Like, for, you know, for that 50-year-old dude who just needs to have a more active lifestyle, it could be the success of, like, being able to move again, you know. Mm. Or, or, you know what I mean? So, Or just not even finishing last. Do you know what I mean? Like, right, Just right, not finishing yeah, last. For, that's what, you know, it's funny you say that. Like, so one of my – I just promoted a contest last weekend so it's been a full week since it, it was my first promotion so like i've been an athlete but now i've put on a show and a couple of my athletes competed and we had all kinds of people there we had you know we had a 53 year old lady we had a you know a, we had like six guys over the age of 40 which is crazy you never see that many guys at a local show that are master's age there's just not a lot of old older guys doing it you know we had uh, guys and girls lightweight middleweight heavyweight and one of my athletes, he's a he's a novice. So like, well, that's another thing people don't know is that like there's almost always like a local show a novice level for people who have never competed before, where the weights are a little bit lighter. It's a really good way for them to get their feet wet. And so one of my athletes, it's his second contest, and in his first contest he took that last, and in the second contest he was like middle of the pack. And we were like, hey, you didn't win, but like you weren't dead last. Like we're obviously making progress, you know. <laughs> So it was a, it was a win in our book, you know. We're like, hey, little by little, we're like, you know, have, you know, slow, steady steps, and and I think that's a, another thing that you know, with strength sports, everything's all about like raw power and who can lift the most weight, and oh, it's a very like beat your chest, meat heady, you know, environment. But really, it's it's, it's a marathon, man. Like if you want to be successful, you got to be able to play the long game, be able to stay healthy for longer amounts of time, and and slowly progress to getting stronger and getting better. In the I've seen, even in the short amount of time that I've been in the sport, I've seen a lot of guys that are firecrackers, man. They just, they get really big and strong in the sport and they blow up quick and then they fizzle out mm. real fast too. They, they got there too fast and they either get hurt or they burn out or what have you, you know? So, so uh, we're in the sense of, um, in the sense of the direction of where uh, the sport's going, do you think it's like 
moving forward? Do you think there's getting more money in the sport now? Because obviously over here we have uh, the world's strongest man gets broadcast on TV on like Channel 5 or something like that. And, you know, I tuned in and watched it last year with like a few of the athletes and things like that. So I think it is gaining more exposure. But do you, uh, do you personally feel it because you're obviously in that environment? Yeah, so like it's funny because around the world, strongman, like world's strongest man, is taken a little bit more seriously than it here is in the U.S. Like because I think, like I said, American football being the big sport over here, anyone who's big and strong, usually we tell them go play football. We don't tell them to go lift weights, right, or go be a strongman or a powerlifter. Whereas around the world, especially in Europe, that is a part of your guys' culture. So like on the higher levels, I definitely think it's getting more popular in that aspect. But here in the U.S., on the amateur level, it's blowing up. Like, the mm. smaller, whereas, like, from what I understand, amateur strongman isn't that big overseas compared to, like, what pro strongman is. So, like, for example, when I went to nationals back in June, there was 400 athletes there, which mm. is gigantic for an yeah. amateur competition. It's like, you know, I mean, my show that I just ran, I had 40 athletes, and that's considered a pretty good amateur show. I have 400 athletes at amateur nationals is like, oh, wow, it's worth getting traction. And like I said, guys, girls, teenagers, old ladies, old men, whatever. So I definitely think the sport is growing. I think a lot of it is largely attributed to, and a lot of people won't like this, but CrossFit, because CrossFit's gotten so big and so popular. Mm-hmm. You know, people have seen, have been exposed to things like barbells and tire, you know, giant tire flips and stuff like that. They see it on TV with the CrossFit game. And you see CrossFit athletes that are, you know, 180 pounds soaking wet, and no one looks at them and go, oh, I can't do that because they're too big. They look at them and like, okay, like they're freak athletes, but they're regular people. Yeah. So CrossFit has largely attributed to the success of other strength sports. When people start CrossFit, they get a barbell in their hand, they show an affinity towards strength, and then one of their CrossFit buddies go, hey, have you ever tried Strongman? We've got these stones in the back corner here. Or we've got these, uh, you know, we've got this giant tire you can flip outside and so and then even like at the crossfit game you know the last few years you've seen some things they've been doing that are like hey that's a strongman implement it's like that's a straight up strongman implement that's not like a oh they flipped the tire like everyone flips tires like no like they just did a heavy yoke carry like that that was made by rogue who is a strongman company you know and yeah. it's like oh crap the sport's getting some exposure uh so yeah i think it's growing I think for us over here in the U.S., for it to get more popular, we need to get not more athletes involved, but get more fans involved. Like, uh, I think the sport is going to need a little bit more corporate sponsorship. Maybe someone put some money into the sport that would be able to, like, put on a strongman contest at an arena. Like, for example, you know, over in in Britain, like, you guys have, uh, there's a strongman promotion over there called Ultimate Strongman, run by Glenn Ross, and he puts on shows in giant arenas. Uh, uh, I can't remember. I'm not too familiar with, with, with Great Britain. I think Manchester Arena is like where you put on a show. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a 10,000 people. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like, we can't get 10,000 people to watch Strongman here. Like, you, at Strongman Nationals, there was more athletes than there were spectators, you know? So, like, if we could get somehow get a contest over here that could draw a crowd, it would help the sport grow. Because obviously, like, as a sponsor, I care that people are going to come spend money. Like, if I'm Budweiser and I'm trying to sponsor an event, I want to make sure that there's enough people there to buy Budweiser. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and then overseas, I, I mean, it seems like it's pretty popular overseas. I think it would just, again, have to be a, like, 
someone would have to put pump some money in for, you know, whether it was like a fan, someone who's a fan of the sport that's got some extra change, you know, or if it was, you know, just more more athletes to maybe advertise the sport a little bit better and got more people to come out, you know. So I think, but the sport is definitely growing. Even since I started, it's gotten so much bigger. Now it's not rare for people to have heard of Strongman, uh, you know, especially like with guys like the Mountain. Yeah, I was going to say that. Or, you know, yeah, like everyone knows who the Mountain is because everyone knows Game of Thrones. And then it's like, oh, that big dude who lifts rocks. Oh, he's a strongman. He's the world's strongest man. Like, oh, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> like, people know what it is. Whereas when I first started, everyone's like, what's that again? So, even like seeing that, I know the sport's growing for sure, you know? You're like, I do the sport that the guy from Game of Thrones does, you know? The big guy. Yeah, yeah when, <laughs> like, when, when the you say that, when, yeah, you know, it's funny. So, like, so I do strongman also, and that's my main sport. But I also do powerlifting. And for, like, those people who don't know what powerlifting is, powerlifting is a uh, one rep max, a squat, bench press, and deadlift. You get a total, and whoever has the biggest total at the end of the day wins. So if you say you do a 300-kilogram squat, a 200-kilogram bench, a 300-kilogram deadlift, then that's... calories you consume in a day and what's your nutrition like to to maintain obviously your your strength and that because I'm on a calorie deficit at the moment and I tried lifting heavy the other day and literally I just I just burnt out (laughs) shit it's hard yeah I've done it before last last year I was actually in a a calorie deficit because I was trying to lose some weight I wanted to do a a powerlifting meet and go down a weight class and it it didn't work out for me unfortunately Some, some light things got in the way like my like my calorie deficit is like 3,200 calories for a day is a deficit for me. Whereas for most people that's a surplus, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I would say when I'm like right now, I don't track my calories like I used to. But if I had to put a rough estimate on it, I'd say I probably eat about five to six thousand calories a day. Wow. Maybe it's not. I know guys who eat a lot more. So to me, it's like I think that thousand. Like I'm not that bad. I could probably do more. Um, you know, I. I, I work in a kitchen for a living, you know, like I'm a cook. So people 
think like, oh, you're a cook, you're eating all the time. It's like, no, I'm, I'm cooking all the time. I'm not eating. I'm busy as hell. So I, I, for the most part, eat like three square meals a day, and they're usually just pretty big meals. And then in between, I might snack here and there. So like for breakfast, you know, I might have like some eggs, some potatoes, maybe some sausage. You know, get a lot of my calories from like, and that is just like a lot of the calories that come from like the fat of the meat or whatever. Uh, I eat a lot of red meat. Uh, I feel like personally, like red meat, I feel a lot stronger. Red meat's a lot more nutrient dense than like white meat chicken is. And I'm sick of chicken. So I've been eating chicken my whole life. My mom, like I'm the biggest person in my family by far. Like no one in my family is this size. Like I was born in Honduras and we're all like a bunch of small little Hispanic people. My mom is like 130 pounds of wet. My brother is like a long distance runner who is like 170 pounds of being wet. So like I'm like the genetic anomaly. So like we, like we grew up like my mom was always trying to get us to like eat clean and eat healthy. It was like chicken, and rice, and vegetables. And then she would always be like, you eat too much, you eat too much. And I'm like, Ma, like, I'm 6'4", and I'm 16. Like, what do you mean I eat too much? Like, I can't keep up. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not you. Like, I'm not I'm not a five, six Hispanic woman, you know? Um, so, like, yeah, I eat a lot of red meat. I eat a lot of rice. Uh, rice is, like, my go-to starch. Uh, it's just quick and easy, and you get a lot of it, you know? Um, I don't do a lot of supplementation because I'm not a big fan of you know, I feel like the supplement industry has really kind of just gotten oversaturated with a lot of people who are just selling you a uh, protein flavored chocolate milkshake. You know, yeah. uh, the only the only supplements that I do take that I've ever actually noticed makes a noticeable difference in my training and how I recover is creatine. So I do take creatine every day. Uh, so like that shake you saw me drinking earlier, that was a corn shake creatine. So uh, other than that, man, like I don't occasionally I do a protein shake. Like if I need to do something quick and long in a hurry, but I, I get almost all my nutrition. I eat, which is really it's a lot of red meat. I eat a lot of a lot of beef. Occasionally some ground bison. Uh, I eat a lot of pork. I'm Hispanic. And Hispanic love pork. Like you can't take pork out of my diet. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> and uh, a lot of rice. Uh, you know, and yeah, and potatoes and stuff like that. So like real hearty foods. Uh, and you know, I have to be able to put in calories because like we, you know, like my workouts are like minimum three hours long. You know, so it's not like I can just get in and out of the gym in 45 minutes. But like with strongman. It, but like half the time it's just setting up the implements, setting up the equipment, you know, you gotta drag a whole bunch of plates outside, drag your farmer's handles outside, stack them up, keep adding weight, keep adding weight, you know. Uh, a lot of like my training partners are, you know, all, uh, all, almost all my training partners are smaller than me. And one of them, his name is, is Buck, uh, he, he always gives me crap. He's like, man, it only takes you so long. He's like, I'm always done before you get started. I'm like, yeah, well, it takes you twice as long to warm up, so I'm doing twice as much weight as you. <laughs> like, it's just from the sheer time of just walking the equipment over it takes longer you know yeah. so yeah like be able to put down some calories I, I definitely i know guys who eat a lot more than i do and i got know guys who eat less than i do and it's successful that's just what works for me right now i'm actually the heaviest i've ever been i'm hovering right around 330 pounds which is about 150 kilos yeah. so I'm, I'm pretty big when i when i started the sport i weighed 275 which is 125 kilos so i put on 25 kilos a lot for you so, but it's been slow. It's been gradual. It's not like I just like started eating a bunch of pasta yeah. and got fat. So, <laughs> I, could, I could probably do a little bit more cardio. I'd like I do like to do a lot of conditioning because with strongman, it's not just a strength sport. Like, yeah. there's a fair amount of conditioning involved. Uh, you know, because you're not just like lifting weights, but a lot of times you're running with weights. You're running with kegs, and sandbags, and, and odd, odd objects and implements. You know, so you got to have some conditioning. You know, sometimes you'll see you walk up to an amateur show and you'll see the biggest, baddest guy out there. Like 
he's not going to win. Like, he's big. He'll do well on the static event, but if the moving event comes around, he's going to gas out and get tired. So sometimes it's not going to be the biggest guy that wins, you know? So, yeah. But the thing is, like, even um, when they're, like, when you're deadlifting cars for reps, like in a period of time or whatever, like, or just deadlifting cars for reps, like, you're still going to eventually be tapping into that sort of cardiovascular side as well as obviously using right, your strength. Yeah, yeah. But Definitely. I challenge everyone, anyone to, like, lift extremely heavy for reps and then tell me they're not out of breath after because you are. Right. <laughs> you know, and that's, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because it's like there's, you know, like here in the amateur level, like, there's a lot of, powerlifters that sometimes sometimes cross over to try strongman and it's like in powerlifting you only have to do one rep so it's like everyone's like oh my god that powerlifter he's got a you know a 250 kilogram bench press he's going to do awesome and it's like he'll do awesome for two reps and then he'll gas out hmm. and the guy who's used to it is going to outlift him even though he might not have the same amount of top end strength you know it's the difference between a car that can go fast versus the car that can go long versus the car that can call a house yeah. you know what i mean so like I, I, everyone's like, oh, you gotta have a good engine. I'm like, well, it depends on what your engine's for. Like, you've got an engine that's trying to make it across the country. I've got an engine that's trying to pull down, you know, with the hollow trailer, you know. So, so what's your yeah. um, what's your training like? Like push pull days and, and things like that, or do you just go yeah. how you feel? Uh, not so much how I feel. Like I'm I'm really big on having a plan, and I always have a plan. But for the most part, with strongman, no two contests are the same. Every contest is different. Now, you'll see a lot of similarities. There's almost always some sort of overhead press. There's almost always some sort of deadlift. There's almost always some sort of moving event and some sort of loading event. Those are really like the four main aspects of the strongman. It's like pushing, pulling, loading, and moving. So depending on what contest I'm training for will be the strongman events that I'll train for for that. And then you'll still see some generic, you know, general gym lifts. Like, you know, all of us squat. All of us do some sort of overhead pressing. Most of us do some sort of bench pressing. All of us do deadlift. But, like, for example, say I'm 12 weeks out from a contest and I'm doing a car deadlift. So for the first eight weeks of that press, I'll do regular bar deadlift and I'll train the car deadlift maybe once a week. And then when I'm four weeks out from the contest, then I'll stop doing barbell deadlift and I'll just train the car deadlift, getting ready, like, more specific. So, like, the further away from a contest you are, the more general you train just trying to get stronger in general, you know, squats and presses and deadlifts and everything. And then the closer you get to a contest, typically the more focused it becomes. And you just like, if you're doing a contest that has five events, for me, like when I'm four weeks out, I just do those five events and nothing mm. else. So right now, I'm kind of in an off-season mode. I'm trying to, so we have this thing that just started last year, and this is the second year we're doing it. It's called the uh, International Strongman Game. And it's, uh, it's put on by the same people who put on World's Strongest Man. And... It's an online qualifier system, kind of like the CrossFit game, and it was really successful last year. So the way it works is they have these three events online, and when they start the qualifier September 1st, you record yourself doing it, you record yourself weighing the implement, and then you send it in online, and, like, the top 20 guys will get invited to the strongman game. And it's, like, for the heavyweights, for us, if you win, I think, top three or maybe first place, not the first place or top three in the strongman game, then you'll get invited to Giants Live. And Giants Live is a qualifier for World Strongest Man. So there's like a qualification process for getting to the top. It's not just like you get invited. You can earn your way up there. So the events for that are a five rep max log clean and press. So you take a big metal log, clean it up your chest one time, and press it five times overhead. And the, that, you know, the most amount of weight will win that event. 
So I'm trying to get better at my five rep max log. So I'm training log right now. Uh, you know, it's a max deadlift from the floor. So I'm training a lot of deadlifts right now. And then it's a farmer's carry, which is the big handles you carry in your hands with weights. Yeah. And that one, 50, 50 feet down and 50 feet back, but you have to turn around the cone. It's not like second down, turn around and come back. So that turn kills a lot of guys. So I'm training farmers right now. So normally if I was training for a contest, I'd probably be training somewhere between five and six events. But since this one's an online qualifier, it's only three events. I'm putting all my focus into those three events. So right now, my training looks like, you know, I train four days a week. Day one is going to be squat day. You know, I'll do some regular squats, some box squats, and just like trying to get my legs and lower body stronger. Uh, day two is like an upper body day. It's mostly like overhead press. I'm doing a lot of incline press right now because incline press is a lot of carryovers. The logs, the logs are really big and awkward. You kind of have to lean back and incline it up a little bit. Uh, and then all kinds of like upper body accessory work. So you're like, you know, like lap pull-ups and, and rows and stuff like that. So like, like strongman, you do a fair amount of bodybuilding. You got to be pretty big and have, you know, like strong muscles and strong stabilizers to move some of this stuff. Day three is my deadlift day. And so I'll do deadlifting and any, anything that's kind of like, like I work my back a lot on deadlift days, so I'll do a lot of like rack pulls, regular deadlifts, maybe deficit, speed work, or like snatch grip deadlifts, and then I'll do a lot of rowing work. And then day four is like my strongman event day. And you'll see a lot of guys do this. They'll train like regular gym lifts throughout the week, and then on the weekend, like Saturday or Sunday, they call it event day where they just train the strongman lift. And so for me, my event day is logs and then farmers, and then normally I would train stone. Probably would be my third event. Most guys will do like three or four events on an event day, depending on how much time they got. Um, but since right now there's no stone, I'm actually just uh, like my third event is usually like some sort of cardio. I'll do like a sprint work or like pushing a sled or something like that. So that's what my training looks like right now. It changes It changes depending on the contest. You know, some yeah. contests are easier to train for than others. Some have more events than others, you know. So like when I was training for nationals, our events, were a car deadlift, uh, circuit dumbbell press, which is a one-arm press. Uh, we had to do a tire flip and drag uh, medley. We had to do an arm-over-arm truck pull, and then we had stone. So I had five different events to train for on top of my regular gym lift, so I kind of had to cycle it a little differently. So like every, for the most part for me, every training cycle looks different. And I kind of assess that whenever I sign up for a contest. I go, okay, this contest has these events, so here's how I'm going to train. I usually try not to train for a contest any longer than 12 weeks because I feel like guys get really burnt out real fast if they start training for longer than that, um, especially because the strongman lift can be pretty rough on your body because it's a mm. lot of pounding on the swing, a lot of moving. So, like, for me, for the most part, whenever I'm in, like, off-season mode, I'll just stop doing strongman events altogether and just work on, like, like powerlifting, bodybuilding. So I'll just try to work on, like, getting, like, much squat, my bench press, my deadlift, my overhead press up, and then working on like building different muscle groups and stuff, you know, so, and then I, I think that's a smarter way to do it, it's so far it's been successful for me because I've never been injured, and you know, it's not a lot of guys who can say that, like, not, not so far, yeah, yeah, so, it's worked for me, um, you what's know, your, everybody doesn't, what's your diet like, like, before your competition, do you load loads for energy, or? So say say two days before like or a day before, a week before, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, for the most part, I don't change it a whole, whole lot uh, just because I'm kind of 
very much like if they're getting broke, don't fix it. Like I know a lot of guys who will change their diet the week of and then like it'll mess their stomach up or they just feel off. So I eat most of the same things. The only things I do different is the night before a contest or pretty much the day before the contest, I'll carb load like crazy. I'll just eat a ton of carbs and I'll like back off on the protein a little bit. Uh, just because like for me, if I eat a lot of meat, especially a lot of red meat, like that heavy like steak and all that, I feel like full and weighed down. And I don't like feeling that way before a contest. And then the morning of a contest, I'll actually do the opposite. I won't eat a lot of carbs because I see a lot of guys carb load like crazy in the morning. And then halfway through the competition, they crash. Mm. So, like, they do really good on the first two events, and then they get really tired all of a sudden. It's like, oh, it's because you eat a stack of pancakes at 6 in the morning, and now it's high noon, and it's hot, and you're tired and just used up all that sugar energy. So, for, like, the morning of, uh, usually me and my team will get together, and I'll eat, like, potatoes, eggs, and sausage, you know, and not even, like, a lot of potatoes, just a little bit. But then, like, the thing that a lot of people talk about is, like, during the contest, nutrition is real important, especially, like, because I'm here in Florida, Almost every Charmin competition is outdoors. It's mm. hot in Florida, dude. So, like, eating eating is important. You want to keep your energy up. Um, but also, like, hydration is really important, you know. So most of us will actually dilute, like, Gatorade, Pedialyte in a really big, like, gallon jug and sip that all day so we don't get dehydrated. Um, so for the most part, like, during the day, I'll find something that's really easy for me to eat in between the events. And it's usually just snack stuff. It'll be something like like potato chips, which sounds like shit food, but if you think about it, it's carbs, it's potatoes, and it's salt, which is electrolyte. So it's actually pretty optimal for a competition. Or like some guys will eat like uh, like like little candy bars, like you know those like little like fun size stickers that like people like buy during Halloween time. Yeah. Like that's really good. That's really good for a strongman competition because you can eat one at a time and you don't get like bloated or full eating a full meal, but it can help you keep your energy up. It's fat and, and carbs, you know, so it, it works. Do you have so any usually, Do you have any rituals before you, um, you know, compete? Do you have any like, like lucky a, lucky boxers or anything like yeah. that? Uh, yeah. So, um, I usually will have like certain music I'll listen to. Um, like I'll probably play like either I'm really like for me it's, it's for the most part it's just like two things when it comes to like training and competing. It's either like old school, like, gangster rap, or, like, really heavy, like, heavy metal. Mm. So, depending on my mood in the day, I'll, like, play some music and kind of just, like, get myself, I want to get myself a little hyped up, but not too much, because you don't want to, like, wear yourself out before you even get there, you know? Um, and then, I almost always, me and my team will grab breakfast together, and that's a thing that we really like to do, is grab breakfast before the contest and kind of just, like, hang out, like, get our minds right, and talk about strategy, and talk about, like, hey, you know, how are you feeling today? Here's how we're going to approach this event, how's this approach that event, yada, yada, yada. And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I'm not like, uh, oh, there is one thing I do like to do. So on YouTube, uh, Rogue Fitness, who does make a lot of strongman equipment, and they make all the equipment for CrossFit and stuff, they have videos of the last few years of the Arnold Strongman Classic, and there's like two videos that I love to watch that just get me super fired up every single time. And it's the Circus Dumbbell Press, from 2016, that video gets me fired up every time. And then last or this year's uh, deadlift from the 2018 Arnold, when uh, when when the Mountain won that event, just, they're just like they're like minute minute and a half promo videos that Rogue put out promoting like the contest and their equipment. And it's very like 
hype motivation type video. Man, it fucking works. <laughs> that shit gets me fired up, man. So I'll usually, I will watch those videos. And I'm like, it's the big dogs. It's the best. It's like if you're a basketball player and you're watching Michael Jordan highlights, I'm just doing the same thing, but just with strong man. You know what I mean? So You're like on your, way, on your way there, you put the video on and you're like, oh my God. Oh my God. Fuck yeah! yeah. Hey, say hi to my kid. He wants me to. He wants. He brought me a sock. He wants me to put his sock on. Yo yo. Sorry. Give, I like his top. Give me a second. Say hi. <laughs> There's like a, a bear lifting some weights on his teeth. Yeah, man. Yeah, to be strong or something. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, he's gonna be a little strong man. He's gonna be a little powerlifter. Like my my old lady actually. Um, she does strongman too. Well, she like she does strongman and she does musical theater. So, like, right now, she's actually at a play right now. Uh, she's got a role for But whenever she's not doing a play, she actually competes the strongman, too. So, like, when he was born, everyone was like, oh, my God, his mom's a strongman. His dad's a strongman. He's going to be a strongman, too. He's going to be a little little power bear or whatever. And I'm like, watch. Like, between, like, her musicality and my strength, he's going to be something that neither of us can help him with. He's going to be, like, a plumber. And we're going to be like, all right, man. Like, do it. Do it the best you can, you know. Hey, let me see that. at all, you know, we think he might be, because I mean, he's pretty big for a two-year-old, uh, you know, he just turned two last month, and he's already like 36 pounds, so like just over 15 kilos, you know, or like 16 kilos, I mean, he's pretty big for a baby, so, mm. but I don't know, maybe he won't be, you know, maybe he'll, maybe he'll raise dogs or something, maybe he'll be an engineer, an accountant, whatever, as long as he's happy. That's what it's about, man. No, well, anyways, uh, thank you for coming on. Bro, like, I really appreciate it. I've run out of uh, topics to cover with you, um, but you've been far uh, absolutely smashed it. Um, good quality content in there as well. Yeah, but I'll have you on again, man. Yeah, definitely, dude. Let me know. I'll be more than happy to do this again, man. It's great. Me, maybe me, you, and um, Jason or something can get on. We could talk films or something and just yeah, have, have a have a yeah, back yeah, he always likes to talk about two things. We always talk MMA, you know, because that's how him and I met. Is he he had that podcast he used to do, mm. the MMA one, and then uh, we're always talking like Marvel movies and like Star Wars and nerdy shit. Like I'm I'm a hardcore Star Wars fan. Me too. Like probably like I got everything I do in life. Yeah, I got everything I do in life. It's like like here's like my personality is ranked from one to five. It's like Star Wars fan, father athlete worker. <laughs> like Star Wars fan is number one. It's like way up here. Like way above the other thing. Like I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. So Are I you can talk about Star Wars. We could just do a Star Wars podcast. I'll talk about that all day long. Yeah, let's do that, man. I'm up for that. I'm I'm right up for that. I've got uh, yeah, a friend over here who'd like to get involved. I'll message Jason and we'll make that happen, man. That'd be cool. Yeah man, that would be great man. That'd be a whole lot of fun. Let me know man. I'm down. Cool. Um the floor is yours anyways two minutes to advertise yourself, your social media sites and just you Instagram okay. or whatever. It's all yours, man. Go. Yeah. So um, if people want to find me, they can find me on. I probably use Instagram more than anything nowadays because it's just easier. Um, it's El Toro Fuerte, but there's a, a dot in between each. So E L dot T O R O dot F U E R T E. El Toro Fuerte. So El dot Toro Fuerte. Um, Spanish it means a strong bull. Uh, and then uh, you can find me on on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Just search my name up. 
you can put this on the show notes or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. If you know, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, and you're in like the local Florida area, where you know we're in. Our gym is in Vieira on the Space Coast. It's Recruit Strength, so you can find Recruit Strength on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Just type in Recruit Strength, and, and you'll see it on there. And they'll probably have videos and pictures of us lifting weights and whatnot. So uh, that's pretty much it. If anyone's interested in uh, strongman coaching, I offer coaching uh, for the sport of strongman, and I do remote coaching. So it could be you could be here in Florida, you could be in California, you can be in, in, in England, where you're at, London, wherever. You know. So if anyone's interested in Sport of Strongman and coaching for Sport of Strongman, you know, hit me up. You can send me an email. My email address is njbsfla at gmail.com. Or you can just send me a direct message on Instagram or Facebook. I'll respond. I'm always very responsive. So. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all the places you can find me. <laughs> Cool, man. Well, I'll put all the links uh, in the description below anyways. Um, that'll get you to send over. And as always, man, appreciate your time. Um, we'll chat off camera for a second if you're cool with that. And, yeah, uh, man, absolutely. Yeah, just have a little recap on, on how we thought things went. Um, and then hopefully things will go, go splendid, I hope. But yeah, no, oh. cool. Uh, appreciate your time, man, as always. like uh, just, to, just to come and chat with me. Do you know what I mean? Because most people can't be bothered sometimes they're just like no nah, oh, man i'm, I'm down. down for it so yeah no. really, i really i like i like listening to podcasts it's like uh like it's a thing when i'm at work it's also a really good way for me to ignore my coworkers that i don't want to talk to so it's all good so yeah i always wanted to do one of these so this is a lot of fun it's really cool. i'll be more than happy to do it again I hope the JB podcast is uh, is in your playlist. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> nah. But yeah, man, no, I appreciate it. All right, and uh, cheers for coming on. We'll chat off camera. Sweet. Definitely.